Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roy Lobdell Jr. and to my immediate right, making his triumphant return to Flow Wrestling Radio Live, the one and only, the pride of Bronx, New York, the Jamaican sensation, Sion Williams. Sion, welcome. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. I had a long exile. You know, Christian Piles exiled me from the show because I don't know. I think I look better than him. We were in Vegas this weekend and they shamed him at the half invite me back to the show. Not not exactly the case. Sion has had an open invitation. There are some stipulations to this to this return. And um, we just had to come to an agreement. I said, because Sion, if you don't know, for those of you who haven't been watching FRL for years, Sion has a bit of a potty mouth. And he doesn't, it's just, um, you know, for us, we breathe. For Sion, he swears. It's just part of the Sion experience. And I just say, Sion, can for a half hour, one hour, can I get no F-bombs? Is that so much to ask? And basically, he can't commit to that. So I said, all right, you know what? Let's do this. For every swear word, you have to make a $10 donation to the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. And he has agreed to that. I there, I, there's not in, that's not in writing. <laughs> he has agreed to it, so therefore, we can continue with the show. He's here. Uh, always an open invitation to Sion Williams. And... I don't know where to start. I think we have to start today. Um, we do have a pretty fun segment coming up with Sion that he doesn't know about yet that you're going to love. We have to start with the big news. Robert Howard is going to Penn State. It came down to Michigan, Iowa, and the Penn State Nittany Lions. Comes out yesterday. He's going to Penn State. And I'm curious, Nomad, you, you kind of cl cleared up their 
their depth chart a little bit now with Howard involved. Is this a perfect seamless fit now with, with some of the changes with their commitments, Buziello being gone, et cetera? Yeah, I would say so. And I mean, that was, that was a big thing for them that Buziello wasn't there because for a time, right, it was there's Teske, Teasdale, RBY, and Buziello all coming in within a year of each other. Mm -hmm. And Robbie's a year behind them. Now, obviously, Robbie Howard thinks that he can beat all those guys, but it still creates a log jam, and, and even money-wise can create a log jam. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say at this point, given, given how their, their lineup looks uh, going forward, that it, it, it fits in perfectly, right? I, I kind of wrote in, in the article, like, things always seem to, to work out for Penn State, and even when they, they lose a guy, it's like, ah, oh, man, you know, we don't, you know, they don't have Buciello now. Well, now you get Robbie Howard, and it's actually – being a year later, and then with the red shirt, it kind of works out better for their lineup for 33, allows RBY to bump up. Um, the only question mark is really, can Teske hold 125 now for four or five years? Yeah, and, and so many times we're like, well, he'll be a career 25, and it just doesn't, you just can't predict it. It could happen Right. that Teske is, and they're going to be somewhat reliant on it. With If Teasdale's gone, gone, and now no Buziello, but still, they could roll out Robbie, and uh, or roll out Brody, Robbie, back to back, and they'll be they'll be sitting pretty. So, um, so for the Penn State depth chart, looks really good, perfect fit. Almost, a, I don't say a must have, but if Gavin's gone and at Adam is gone, they needed their 33 future. I don't know what it is, unless they think RBY can hold it long term. And if he can, then you know I don't know, but I think it, it's anticipated that Roman's going to eventually grow out of 133. Right, and you still, you got to remember, you still have red shirts to play with, with RBY, right? He's clearly not red shirt this year. You still have a red shirt to play with for Nick Lee. So they can still be creative. I know when there was that, that uh, Teske, Teasdale, Busiello, RBY thing that we kind of went through it and played with it, and it still wasn't easy, but now it's a little more, uh, it, it makes a little more sense. If they, if something comes up, right, if they have to, if Nick Lee gets hurt, if RBY gets hurt, and has to miss a year, they do have a red shirt to play with anyway, and they wouldn't even need a medical one. Um, but, yeah, okay. I would say at this point that Robbie's a great fit both in terms of skill, in terms of how he likes to be coached, in terms of how he trains, and then obviously weight-wise. So, um, and he's close, you know, he's close to home, so kind of a, almost seemed like a no-brainer the more like I talked to him. A Bergen Catholic lightweight to Penn State. What could go wrong? Just kidding. Bad joke. Um, so, obviously a great fit there. <laughs> Sion, I'm sure, is all for it. He is buddies with Kale Sanderson, as, as many of you know. I'm buddies with everybody, He's man. But, no, you're not buddies with I, everybody. I, why are you so biased against Kale, man? I'm not biased against Kale. I think you don't like him. I love him. Liar. Hey, he's the best, he's the best like, in the business. Man, you say so. I like him more than he likes me. That's, that's a guarantee. I think you well, confirmed Well, nobody that. likes you, man. I know. Well, see. All right. Hey, have you got to watch Penn State this year? I haven't been out to a match yet. I'm probably okay. Not. Sorry, you haven't sat in that side. Most people watch them on their computers or phones. That's what I'm asking. I watched the Bucknell match this uh, past weekend. Okay, what'd you think? Very good. Yeah, you know, shut out. Anytime a team shuts out another team and don't give up a takedown, you gotta say it's pretty good. They didn't give up a takedown. That didn't happen. That they lost the match. Oh wait, they did. <laughs> Oops. <clears throat> did this, I? The, this is kind of all nice. right, man. I'm sorry, I missed that. Then. <laughs> All right. They Ke shut out Lehigh. I don't know about the takedown. Lehigh didn't give up takedown. Oh. So I was right then. So you mean Penn State? I meant Lehigh. Lehigh, correct. not the button now. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's the one you want. That's the one I was talking about. All right. What do you think about um, their their heavyweight, Anthony Kassar? It looks good. Him versus Gable. 
right now? Who you got? Hmm. They're both athletic, you know. They're both they're both slim guys up there, you know. On the height, you got to go with Gable. Mm-hmm. On the experience, you know, maybe Kassar could uh, counter that hype. Yeah, I I would actually say you could say experience. I guess college wrestling experience, yeah. but big match experience. Gable's been in like a bunch of those, so it's interesting. But now that's a difference. He was in those big matches in high school, you know. Well, now it's the big college, matches you know. on the world stage, though. I got that, but that's different between college matches and the uh, world. You know, it's a little different. I, now, he wrestled Don Bradley before he stepped foot on campus. Yeah, that's that seems like a big match. I, yeah. Tony Nelson, Adam Kuhn. He's wrestled. He's been in bigger spots than Kassar. Oh, come on, man. Alex Sersis beat a bunch of college guys before he even stepped on campus. All right. You heard it here. Gable Stevenson is the next Alex Sersis. I did not say that. Well, uh, verbatim. I'm just, I'm just we saying. We can rewind the tape. That's exactly what you said. Amar Desi for Oregon State is now back. Um, I don't know if you know who that is. I know who he is. Okay. He's, he's pretty freaking good. Junior world champion back in the day. Everyone thought he was done just pursuing his uh, freestyle dreams for Canada. But no, he's back for Oregon State one semester. And the question is, well, a lot of it is the rankings question. Where does he fit in? And I'm not sure the answer is probably going to go to number one because I think that's where we had him before we took him out. But also the, the main question, the important question, is can he go with Gable, Kassar, Stoll? We think Stoll yes. from... The guy's proven. How you nobody? You can't say he can't go with those guys. The guy's proven. He's a proven guy. He is proven, but I think it's there's a. Um, all right, his lungs might not all be there right now, but that's where it'll come in. That's the that's the factor. But how would you get him back in shape? Well, that's my way, and then you know, you, I don't think it's exactly gonna get you in wrestling shape my way. Okay, so you don't know. You don't have any advice for. I him. got no advice for him. Baby. All right, so Sion is on a time crunch because. Um, it's one of the few meetings that happens at Flow before 9 o'clock, really 10. He has an 8.30 Central. So that means 15 minutes, which means we need to get to probably our most popular segment, even though we've never done it before. And it's called, and this is for Sion only, it's called Country Singer or D1 Wrestler. Okay? So we're going to hit two of, of uh, Sion's sweet spots. <laughs> we're going to give him a name, and he has to tell us, is this a country singer or a Division I wrestler? Now, interestingly, all the Div- Division I wrestlers are either from are either Oklahoma State Cowboys, Wyoming Cowboys, or Oklahoma Sooners. And with that alone, we have enough to start uh, uh, a country music group uh, in Nashville. So there's some really high-quality names, and you're not going to know who's who. So let's start with this one. First name on the list, Colton Denny. Country singer or D1 wrestler? Sounds like somebody out of some town in Oklahoma. So I'm going to go with a wrestler. He is a wrestler. Colton Denny is a wrestler. All right. Ding. Um, Easton Corbin. Sounds like another Oklahoma boy, so I'm going to go with a wrestler. Easton Corbin is a country music singer. Uh, Okay. Is he from Oklahoma? I don't know. We'll do the wiki. Um, Merle Travis. It's tough. Don't want to insult the man, but he sounds really country. Mm-hmm. So a little too country, country though. I'm going to go country singer. Merle Travis is a country singer. You are right. Easton Corbin's also from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> from Massachusetts. What? Wait, okay. Easton Corbin's from Florida? Trenton, Florida. 
Okay. Okay, what was that? I don't know. Okay, his mother's in them, you know, I don't know. They, they must have been, I don't know. I ain't going to say it. Yeah, don't say it. <laughs> uh, Brock George. Brock George. No, his name is Brock George. I'm going to go with wrestler. Brock's a, a pretty uh, common wrestler name. You're good. He is a wrestler. All right. Casey Randles. Sounds country singer. He is a Division One wrestler oh. for Ooh. Oklahoma. Never um, heard of him. He could be both. He, for all we know, Casey is a country singer. All these people could be both. Uh, any it's of them seven. could be both. So you, you may not be wrong <laughs> for any of them. Except, um, all right. Conway Twitty. Oh, come on. That's an easy one. All right, you know that <laughs> That's a know. country singer. You never know. I'm glad you knew that one. Just tried to slip one in there past you. All right. Well, let's see. Um, Carlos Looney. Carlos Looney. Sounds kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go wrestle Carlos Looney. Wrestler Carlos Looney. He is a wrestler for the Wyoming Cowboys. That's one of those names. You know, which, who are you wrestling? Carlos Looney. Man, that kind of scares sounds kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Colin McCoy. Wrestler. Ooh, quick, and you're right. Easton Hudson. Wrestler. Dang, he's on fire. All right, you know you're wrestling. Um, let's do one more. Kyle, do you want to call one from the list here? Uh, yeah. Let's do... Um... Craig Morgan. Mm. Morgan, sounds like a PA boy, so I'm going to go wrestler. Country music. Oh. Dang, Dwight Yoakam. Superstar. Now that just sounds country, so I'm going to go country. He is a country <laughs> star. He's very famous. Hank He's Williams Jr. <laughs> is that a name? Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, yeah, Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> Sounds like a country singer. All right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you really don't know much country. I don't listen. Right. Come on now. I, I'm a Jamaican two, guy. I uh, you know. They don't listen to Conway Twitty in Jamaica. No. Everything I thought I knew about Jamaica was wrong then. We don't listen to the country. They don't? Because Bob Marley counts a country singer. No. But because he's from that country, he might be very country. All right. Well, that's it. That's the end of that segment. Um, and you did better than I thought you Me would. Me too. That was, was a little Seven to three. Sion got seven right through wrong. All right, so for next time, when basically any segment we've ever done on FRL, we've only done it once. Yeah. And that's how you know. But they're all good, but then we just do them once, and then we, yeah. then we get rid of them. So this is a one-time segment. Next time you come on, we'll have something else you can do. When we did the name pronunciation one, that was... That was all time. We should do that one again. We right. should definitely. Next time I am a up. little dyslexic, so that's why I always screw up names. I, it's oh, not now I feel bad. Why, didn't you, why are you dropping that on me now? Well, I'm not dyslexic. I'm just saying I just Oh, you're lying. Please. <laughs> I just have a problem pronouncing names. Okay. That's what I was like, man, Sion's a pretty smart guy. He can definitely read. But if you had dyslexia, I'd feel bad. <laughs> now I don't feel bad. I just have a problem with pronunciation. <laughs> okay. Well, it's hard. All right. Um, before you go, Iowa-Iowa State duel. You watched it. You are... As much as you hate the Iowa Hawkeyes, you might be a bigger hater of the current Iowa State coaching staff, and it infuriates me every single time. Let's rephrase. Wait, 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 wait. Let's re I don't hate them. I don't. Take that shirt off. Yeah, take it off. Take My it off shirt. right now. My shirt. Okay. I don't hate them. I, I, I cheer for Iowa State at all times. You were definitely cheering on press I row. cheer for Iowa State, so let, let, let's, let's get that correct. I don't hate them. Mm -hmm. I wish they were Cyclones, but they're Cyclones now, so I get I have to support them. Okay, good. So I don't hate the I don't hate any of those guys. 
Okay, good. Uh, do you, you believe know, now that they're trying to make Iowa State better? I believe every coach that gets the job is always trying to make Do you believe that no they coach. are making Iowa State better? They're better than the last coaching regime, yes. Okay. So you're starting to see the signs of improvement. That was a pretty exciting, that's the most exciting duels dating back to, uh, what, 2010? Yeah, 2009, those were some... 2010's the most exciting one. It's the only one that had you on your seat. It's the first one that's been had you on your seat since 2009, 2010, you know. That's uh, definitely true. DeSanto, you know, not DeSanto. DeSanto, you know, you should have just rolled over and got pinned and made everybody happy, but <clears throat> that didn't happen. I don't think that's an everybody situation. It would have made everybody uh, in Cyclone Country happy. Sorry, DeSanto, nothing personal, but, you know, you are a Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, the, I think I think you're seeing signs that Iowa State is is uh, improving tremendously. Yeah, Gomez stepped up, you know, it was a big time match. He he went out there for the, he needed a pin and he was he went out then, oh, he, what three or four moves straight to the back. He was going for the pin. He was I doing know. what he needed to do. You don't really no see, fear. You don't really see that in dual meets much. I think we talked about it a little on on the last FRL that basically he left it all on the mat, which is. If you're going to be a winner, you got to leave it all on the mat. He left it all on the mat. Yeah, so you like Gomez. Who's who's some other Cyclones you're excited to watch? Uh, you know, Gomez, he seems like he has it all. Still young. Mm. But, and then the other guys, you know, they all had some tough match, you know. Uh, what do you think about Deegan, Deegan. Cobra. I think he needs to work on his lungs, but he, he... Hey, he won that match late. He won it late, but he needs to work on his lungs, you know. Well, we all do. Uh, he has a lot of potential. Um, Deegan did a great job. You know, anytime you go out there and take out a top 10 guy, it's a good job there in, in Carver Hawkeye. Taking out a top 10 guy in Carver Hawkeye. Stylistically, arena. there have been a lot of comparisons between you and Deegan, just from kind of <laughs> yeah, like I doubt that. wide open style. I Can doubt you, that. Can you confirm? He's about 100 pounds less. About 100 times better than I am. <laughs> Could you beat Jared Deegan right I, now? I'm 100 times better looking, but... Wow. wow. That's, that's the only thing I got him on, but when it comes to wrestling, I don't, you know... Sian, I'm going to give it to him. You definitely are handsome. All right, so what, what level of finish for Iowa State at NCAAs would, would get you to say, all right, feeling good? This year, what's a reasonable expectation? Hey. Top 20, top 15, top 10. No matter where Iowa State finished this year, it's going to be an improvement on the last seven. P potentially. Well, they had, uh, well, not necessarily. It's going to be improvement on the last seven. Remember, they had a, I mean, they had a champion. Anytime you have a champ. Well, I mean, team-wise. Yeah. It'll be improvement on the last seven years. And, you know, not to bash the last seven years, but, you know, it was a down phase. Right now, we're trying to get back to the level that Iowa State was. Uh, a lot of young guys, a lot of freshmen. Uh, what, one senior, one fifth-year senior in the lineup. So, you know, they don't lose much, but it's still a building year. How scared were you when Sam Stoll came out to the Imperial music from Star Wars? I really don't care. You weren't scared? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a comic book fan, but, you know, Anything in Carver Hawkeye Arena, I don't really care. And get you fired up. And a, a Hawkeye Nation's probably going to start another five page on, on the report that Sion hates Iowa. Um, I don't hate y'all. I don't, actually, I don't like y'all, but I don't say I hate y'all. Wow. Um, Diplomatic. Dip, you know, let's, let's rephrase that. I respect Iowa wrestlers. Oh. I don't have to like them. 
but I respect them. They're hard. They're hard workers. They go out there and do what they need to do. This is the most they tame play. Sion I've ever heard. I know. They Sion. play to their fan base. So I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to put it out there that I know everybody always goes, I'm biased. I'm supposed to be biased. I went to Iowa State. Yeah. Sion, not a member of the media, even though he was cheering on press row. You're... You're lucky you didn't get us kicked out. Yeah, we could have been thrown out. You were you were swearing a lot there, um, but you're doing good here now. You only have like a couple more minutes, and you've made it, and you won't have to make a donation to the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. That will never happen. Well, you're, I, I think it should be an escalating clause where each one no. Ooh, like started a dollar, each one's a dollar. Below. Love an escalating clause. <laughs> Love yeah. an We'll see. As on. they say, H E L L freeze over. <laughs> wow, he's even spelling it. You've come a long way, Sion. It'll freeze over before I make a donation to the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Well, no, we we already already met with HR. They can reroute it straight from your uh, bank from that's your all paycheck. Right. No, he's an inner circle member. It's a direct deposit. But um, uh, it's nothing against Iowa. Got it. Actually, it's everything against Iowa, but not really. Well, Sion, it's great but, having you back. Yep, I don't. You, I, I, I got a. a He's got a big here. one. He's got a big one, guys. Some of us got to work around here, you know, so. Classic. There's, you don't work with Sion? <laughs> it's not an interaction with Sion unless he somehow brings up how much harder he thinks he works in here. I did not say how much harder. I just said some of us got to work. Yeah, but you have a way about you. But you know what? It's the full Sion experience. It's, 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 the, it's the gay everybody else that... You, you took it there all. So no one can hear you because you took off your mic. Uh, so <laughs> you should probably just go. But thank you. But if you uh, any parting words? None. All right, that's it. You got the full Sion experience. Uh, scoot on over, Nomad, if you can. Well, I'll just shove this. Yeah, you just run over all the wires. <laughs> We've got to get that. All right, I hope y'all, if you're listening, Sion, so we record this with video cameras, and Sion just tried to duck under the camera and did not get under it at all. Uh, he's a large man. All right, Sion Williams, he's gone. Now, any further discussion on uh, Penn State, Howard, Desi? You scoot some middle more. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Kyle Brackey has some space issues. Guess no, we this looks, it looks bad. Yeah, it looks bad. You know what? I appreciate Kyle's um, you know, dedication to aesthetics here. There we go. That's great radio. Back I'm in sure, center. This I'm is sure good this radio. going to sound good in the archive. It's going to sound really good. People are going to be riveted by this moment where I scoot. Okay. That's that. Next topics, as it is now 8.27 a.m. This weekend, we've got Iowa-Lehigh is a big duel. We've got some other ranked NCAA matches to put in there. I'm really excited for this one. Cade Brock-Dom Demas, that's an exciting match. Bedlam, they're only doing one Bedlam this year, right? Yeah, I think it's a good move because they would wrestle each other twice during the regular season, then at Big 12s, then sometimes they'd hit at NCAAs. It's too much. Yeah, and Oklahoma just got killed every time, so... Yeah, it's better for the Sooners, for yeah. sure. Um, but they're coming. They're coming along. So that's going to be an exciting match. Probably going to be some... Uh, I'm, I'm betting we'll, we'll see a little bit of near fall there. Okay. Let's talk about um, this weekend. Jordan Oliver and Zane Rutherford wrestled one another. Um, and we were able to watch that match after the fact. And curious for, for your guys' thoughts. I know we all saw it. Starts out, J.O. almost has a tech. He was up nine on multiple occasions throughout the match, right? And just hits a wall. What do we draw from that match? What opinions do we... How are we 
as we move into the 2019 World Team Trials, what are what are our thoughts on that match, and does it mean anything? Our thoughts are that J.O. is the guy, and Ooh. would have been the guy this year, oh. and was the guy last year. And, oh! And, and look, thing, things happen, and he got punished for it. And you know where I stood on that, that they shouldn't have made exceptions for him or anyone. Um, but now that he's back and, and has paid his time, he's in a better situation. He's got better, better training, better training situation for him at least. Um, and I think that he's going to be the favorite. And so, I hope we see him overseas more. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think that's necessary. What I'm here's my thing. I, I heard the weigh-ins were like plus three kilos. That helps. That helps him. But it might three also help kilos. It might also help Zane though. No, come on, dude. Who's that going to help more? I don't know. The guy who wrestled 149 for the last five years? No, dude. It it helps Jordan more. Um, J- Jordan well, is... Who was more recently made 65? Who was more recently made a lower weight? Um, Zane. Yeah. Jay went overseas. Okay. He, he went 65? That might have been 67. But I still think I still think it's it's as much to help for Zane as for J.O. Okay, I don't. Zane's big. Uh, yeah. I mean, we were talking we were talking about maybe part of the reason that he didn't it is. wrestle last year yeah. is because we thought he was gonna go 70. That is part of the reason, but I listen, J.O. get lets himself get way bigger, in my opinion. I think probably that's true. So I think I think that played a, a role in it. What do you make of J.O. just hitting the wall there? Well, that's I mean, I would say if someone's going to hit a wall in that match, it's more likely to be J.O. And I think it was kind of, I think it might have been a little like... Um, he could have been cautioned out. He could have. That would have been crazy. It, it might have been a little like um, National Micah where... That's what he I'm thought, He thought his lead was, maybe he felt his lead was bigger than it was in his head. And That's the thing. In freestyle, it's, it's, uh, it's so hard to come back in folk style. It is, if, unless you're Lezak on top and you can get takedowns, it's... it's the catch and release game is like death, but in freestyle, and Jordan kind of talked. He's he's kind of talked about that, like when he was down here, about lapses that he would have mentally, or like, or like in his training, just <clears throat> just little things that would happen to him. And so, uh, I think he's realistic about the fact that he hasn't cleaned all of those up yet. Mm-hmm. But I also think that he's getting closer to being like an optimized version of himself, which. I mean, this is the two years to do it, right? This, yeah. is, this is basically going to be, I mean, for anyone, right? Like, anyone that's his, like, he's, he's my age. So he's going to be around 30 after the Olympics. This mm-hmm. is maybe his last shot. Now we know your name and your age. Yeah. We're one step closer to having your identity once and for all. So uh, for, for me, I, I don't know. I didn't know what to make of it. I think one thing it definitely does is it, creates a lot of intrigue heading into the, the U.S. Open. Um, for, for me, U.S. Open and, you know, the trials and beyond, because now it's like, okay, Zane has not surpassed Jordan Oliver. Like, we, you know, it was kind of hypothesized that maybe that would happen. He was younger, up-and-comer. They were so close heading into Zane's senior year that you would think, all right, by this time, as Jordan kind of leaves his prime, or maybe maybe starts to leave his prime, you never really know when that's going to happen. But certainly, as Zane enters it, you would think it'll be his time. Concentrated freestyle only training. This should favor Zane, but 
the, the thing about J.O. J.O.'s prime is he doesn't have as many miles on him as a lot of guys because he hasn't wrestled as much. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't go overseas hardly right. at all. Um, so yeah. when, you, when you're weighing in less than guys, when you're wrestling 10, 15 fewer matches a year than guys, maybe not 15, but like 10 fewer matches a year than guys, you don't, you don't necessarily have as, as much on the tires. No, no, <clears throat> definitely true. Okay, so that's that match. Kyle, any thoughts there? No, oh, you guys know it. All right. It'll be really fun to watch it play out again. Hopefully Do you guys really, there's, a, there is, well, shoot, I think I was arguing with you about it. A lot of people are putting Yanni in this class with, with Zayn and J.O. That, that was going to be my thing. Where Man, does, I just... How does Yanni fall in the... In the listen, picture? there's no... I love Yanni as much as anyone in wrestling. He's the man. But I just think, no way, not yet, right? Okay, but at the same time, the U.S. Open Finals this year was Jaden Ironman versus Joey McKenna. Okay, the, so... So, is Yanni not on that level? Of course he's on that level. We're talking Zayn, J.O. We're talking about I, the two guys that weren't there. Okay. Fair, but that was your U.S. Open Finals last year. J.O.'s another year older. Zane, we haven't seen Zane against those guys. Yeah, I would favor both of them, but, I, I mean, there's not that much, there's not that much margin between these guys. Um, why? You, you, just because Zane and, uh, or just because McKenna and Steber is sort of close doesn't mean that, Yan that doesn't mean that Yanni is close to Jordan Oliver and Zane Rutherford. Well, I would say it helps that Yanni's training with him every day. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, yeah, I, for sure I, it helps, but... I would say, I mean, because of that, like, who knows how that one's going to go. I would say Zane is more the issue for, for Yanni yeah. than, than J.O. is because of the familiarity. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just think it's a little... I mean, Yanni, just... If Yanni was born like a couple years before, he'd be like entering his prime perfectly for 2020. But now I just think he's going to be a little young for to, to make a run at the Olympic team. We'll see. He's transcendent. He's special. He's going to be an all-timer. But uh, I'm just not ready to put him in that class yet. Yeah. And, uh, and also, uh, I, th I think a folk-style match with Joy McKenna goes very differently than a freestyle match. Uh, and I think in both, McKenna matches up well, even though I'm, I'm, I'll pick Yanni. Yeah. All right. The seating is going to be interesting. Yeah, because where do you see Jordan Oliver? Because they're not going to, <clears throat> they're not going to count this match. They shouldn't count this match. They haven't counted one-offs in the past. Well, it's a plus three kilo exhibition. Sure, but Farrell and Schultz and all those are, and yeah, but overseas stuff is plus two and plus three anyway. Like USA events, though. Yeah, like I, actual UWW. But I'm saying it's not the it's not the weight it's not the weigh in it's it's the fact that it's a one off. Okay. Like they've never counted an Aegon. They've never counted a Flow Premier Aegon's League. Aegon's not freestyle, nor was Flow Premier League. Aegon yeah. wasn't freestyle. Uh, no, it was like some hybrid thing. Oh, well, that's that's. Strange. Well, maybe one of them was. Who yeah. knows? Uh, it it went through several iterations. Okay, Jordan Oliver versus Zane. Sixty five going to be one of the more exciting um, weights as we head into. U.S. Open, World Team Trials, Final X, etc. So exciting stuff there. Um, curious for your thoughts on. Uh, we try to improve college wrestling every single show. Um, we have lots of ideas here, and I How saw. How are we gonna fix it this week? I saw, huh? How are we gonna fix it this week? We're gonna fix the replay. Uh, how how it works? Um, I think. I know you're gonna tell me. And this is. Uh, I've I've thought it before. 
never we've never really mentioned it. Maybe we have, but um, no, sure we have. I mean, because it kind of goes back to the to the Mark Hall Bo Jordan thing back in the NCAA finals, where the, our current replay rules are okay. Takedown given, bad takedown call, but the takedown's imminent. I throw the brick from the t- they review from the time the score is given. What they need to do, and this is uh, you know Brock Height su- suggested this on Twitter yesterday, and that's where you know kind of made me think, hey, we should talk about this. Is they need to almost like in freestyle, they need to let the exchange play out throughout. Mm-hmm. You can't go back to the point where because what invariably happens is officials, you know, and fair, or not, you know, this is just going to happen. They make premature takedown calls for things that are going to be takedowns. So you can't let the itchy trigger finger of uh, an official who's trying to make the right calls in the moment in a very high-pressure situation determine who uh, uh, an offensive wrestler not getting a takedown, right? And, you know, remember this, it was not overturned, and it shouldn't have been, but you think back to the to the Snyder-Gwiz NCAA final. They're going back and looking at that final takedown there. And it wasn't overturned, but if it had been, just because it was given a little early, they would have went back neutral. So I think it's a it's a it's a little the replays are too um, preferential towards the challenger and not helpful to the ones that are g- potentially scoring right. And I don't know if there should be a penalty or a choice given up. That I'm not sure of. But I do think they need to uh, shift this a little bit so that um, the rule the you know, it's not that we're not taking takedowns away that would have been. Yeah, so, go, I mean, right, going back to the Zahid Bo Jordan match from last year, everyone's complaint was there was no. What was that? It was last year, last CKLB. Oh, oh, that one, yeah. Zahid Bo Jordan. Oh, yeah. Everyone's complaint was that there was no punitive measure for, uh, for the brick throw mm-hmm. because a lot of people felt that. Uh, Zeke Jones is trying to give him a longer. Now, here's the thing. If there's no punitive measure, you can't, like, challenge a man's motives, right? You just have to listen to whatever he says. Yeah. If there is a – if there is, I don't think it should be a point. I do think, like, make it, uh, like, injury time where it's – because that's why they, that's why well, they have I'm it not, for injury time. Well, it is can't be to, injury time. No, but what I'm saying is the reason you have choice for injury time is so the guys don't take longer. Oh, got to, it. To, to prevent you from just being like, oh, yeah, I'm hurt, give him the, the whirly bird. So if there was choice involved, the, the risky thing there is that when you're reviewing and say it's a takedown situation, then a guy could get two and then still go on bottom, and then it's like, well, then why did we review it in the first place for him to just go on bottom anyway? So that's where I I'm... I understand. Like, if you, if you challenge it and the... the you gave up a takedown, mm-hmm. and then your corner challenges. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. But then you still end up. Oh, there's no punishment. Right. Got it. Well, no, no. If no, if there's punishment, then I'll go. Well, yeah. No, that's weird. (laughs) Because I was like, I get the takedown, but then I go down. Right. So that's not gonna happen. It gets a little dicey there. Yeah. Good. Good thinking that through. But but there, uh, I I do think there, there should be something, at risk. What it is, I don't know. And maybe that's the ultimate point: is that we can't come up with anything good, and then it just, there's just nothing at risk ever. Yeah. Um, but so your main issue is that you would like to see officials let the the situation play out more and go, okay, I acknowledge the brick is there, but mm-hmm. they're going to let wrestle for another 10 seconds, then I'm going to blow the whistle. 
Yeah, let let the exchange play out because you don't want. Yeah, I was premature here or whatever. You don't want that to be a reason someone does or doesn't get a takedown just because of some little technicality about the way the rules written. So that to me is a quick improvement. I don't see the holes you can poke in it other than the fact that takedowns awarded does or points awarded adjust tactics. 100%, and if, yeah. And if, if I give if two is given, and this is probably the hole I, I could poke in Brock's theory, is that, well, yeah, if you say that, but when he says two, I turn down and stop fighting. Therefore, but I wouldn't have done that had two not been awarded, right? Well, but that gets back to the point of bad time, right, where you go back to the point of, which is why you should let it play out. So then you go back to the point of, because like you, it's like, so say there's a takedown with 44 seconds left, you let it play out until 39, or whatever, 34, well, exactly, if, if I wasn't taken down, I would have wrestled that differently, so then you just go back on your feet in neutral with 44 seconds left or whatever, instead of it it continuing at the point where the, the challenge, where the, the referee blew the whistle. Okay, yeah, all right, we're trying to fix it, guys. Also, everyone's up in arms about this, uh, the college, or the hands of the face rule. <laughs> it's out of control. Uh, Coach Egum had a video about it, Pretty incredible to see how honest he was. Egum, Egum's honest. Uh, you know, he's. I don't think he's afraid to hold back. And I think he has. He has basically the entire <laughs> coaching universe behind right. him and all the wrestlers. You know, there's there, there's so many points that there's just senseless. And um, I don't know. I I was talking with one of the one of the head officials at Cliff Keen. He's like, I think you should have, you know, one of the head officials, maybe uh, Chuck Barbie or someone on. And talk with him about. So we're gonna see about doing that because I think that would be cool. Uh, talk with him about it because I'm really, I'm curious for the genesis of this. Who started this conversation? Mm. Was it some coach that decided they wanted to do this? Kind of like when they made the saunas more punitive, inexplicably for reasons we still don't know. Um, for that reason, I think uh, I'm just trying to find out. Was it? Cause did the officials actually ask for this? Hey, we well, you know what we want to, uh, we want to call more hands to the face. It's out of control, and we can't stand how. It's being, we're just ignoring it. It's like, well, you could have always called it, right? Yeah. Well, Because the rule didn't even change. It's like, they could have always been calling it. So to me, it's, it suggests that this was coaches that said, hey, we want this taken care of. But it's a very small list of coaches there for it because by and large, they're like, this is so stupid. It's the point of emphasis that we see every, every year they pick something or a couple things that are point of emphasis. So, right, so that the rule hasn't changed. Um, what What's, like... It's just very odd to me that you would, I mean, I guess we talk about with everything. It's, every, it's anything that's that subjective mm -hmm. gets really dicey. And the, the other thing, and whether we, we talk to Chuck Barbie, I think another good thing is, because I, I had a question about a, I know this isn't about hands and face, but I had a question about a stall call in the Ohio State Navy match when I was there for on opening weekend. Mm -hmm. And the ref basically explained it as, Whatever you feel about the rule, it's supposed to be if this guy's not letting him come back in, I have to call it. And so the refs are kind of, their hands are tied. So for me, it would sound very strange if the refs wanted to be in a situation where they were calling a rule that they didn't necessarily agree with, like if you ask them off the mat. Yeah. So I feel like it would have to be coach-driven or committee rule-driven um, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Hopefully, we can get him on there for clarification. I mean, was it? I mean, were people? This is spitballing, but were people like that mad about how Zane wrestled? Maybe. 
that they're like, this is ridiculous. This guy's smacking well, the face all the time. Well, it was interesting. So the, I was talking with the, uh, that official. And he's like, you know, they made the rule for this for one guy who's a senior this year. So I don't know who it was. Yeah. I don't know if it was like Ashnall. Um, but Ashnall would like, he wouldn't, he wasn't hands to the face. He would just kind of. Like a punch. He would just kind of. hit you. He would just kind of at the end of every period give you a little. Yeah. A jersey hello, we'll call it. Um, he also didn't wrestle last year. He also so didn't wrestle last year, so it would be very strange. But they're like, he's coming back. Yeah. Get him ready, yeah. boys. Yeah, I don't know what senior they were. he was referring to. I should have just asked. He probably would have told me. Um, like the danger rule, I know Ryan called it like the Heil rule, but like that actually applies to all of college wrestling. Yeah. And it's, I like it. As, I as I've too. seen a player over the last couple of years, I like it. So I love to, danger. Yeah. So to have, and it's kind of interesting because Hands of the Face and Danger both came into the Russell Bresser match, and in a, point, in a match like that where points are at a premium, where it's a, the, to, the you know the over under is like six. How blatant was the hands? I was on the other mat. How blatant was the hands of the face from Russell? I'll be very honest. I was looking down uh, at the time. All right. I knew I was going to have to interview him, so I was like messing with my camera. And I did you call that match? No. Well, dag on. They did. Okie doke. Well, we'll go back and watch it. But yeah. I do think they got the danger call right the first time on the mat, and then got it wrong with a review. Okay. Got it. Where's the? Oh, the penalty was in the first. It was, it was quick. Oh, man. That's crazy. Not and good. then it changes the whole complexion of the match. Of course. Of course, that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, it was a 2-1 match. Changes everything. So that's crazy. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's hands of the face. We hope that it doesn't ruin any matches at the NCAA tournament. Well, and then Bracky was bringing up framing. Where, like, yeah. you frame a pitch, you lean into to the hands of the face. Yeah. We're kind of watching it here. Got a side out here. It's coming in like... Few seconds. So, um, moving on after we see this hands of the face, and you can tell. So Bresser's like backing up, and Bresser's. Uh, oh my gosh. That's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, he's like. He, I don't know. Even he sure barely he made even made contact. contact. That's absolutely ridiculous. And also, that is the second time that tournament I saw the assistant ref call it. Yes. The assistant ref called it in Soriano Ernesty. The other thing it's hard. Yeah, they were so mad about really, that, too. Oh, because the Missouri coaches were working the official. Yes. Wanting it. And then he calls it right in front of the Missouri coaches. Yeah. And Goodell and Prince, I was like, you, wait, you called it? <laughs> like, you, you just listen to him? You're not even going to, like, agree with him or, like, say that you saw it, too? You're just calling it because he said it? It's also hard looking back because if it's just a mat side camera and they go like this where you, they're – one guy's blocking, and you can't necessarily see. That's where it also gets dicey. Yeah, and you can and with Bresser, he's ba he backs up a ton. Yeah. So you've got to gauge distance. He's gonna dart in on your legs. So you're trying to feel him out. And Bresser was the one framing it in the uh, Colby Smith match. He did kind of get his. He rubbed his eye. He would like uh, Smith would like post like kind of like on his forehead, uh -huh. but Bresser would like look into it. <laughs> That's so lame. Don't do that. Okay. Questions from friends. JB Colat. Jordan Burroughs and Kerry Colat combined. I, if I wouldn't accept a behavior from my middle and high school wrestlers, why am I a hater for criticizing Gable for that same behavior? This question challenged me and made me think. If I wouldn't accept a behavior. So, listen, if you, if you were coaching a middle schooler uh -huh. or a high schooler and they were wrestling, they were smashing a kid the way Gable is. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't? Nope. I think you're probably, you probably would. 
Um, I think it's easy to say that, but I, I, I think because I don't think Gable does anything illegal. Okay. Um, no, there's there's legal. Like that's what I don't like when kids are when kids are dicks to be dicks, and this mainly happens in high school when you're really frustrated that you can't pin a kid because you're so used to beating the crap out of kids, and you just smack them on the back of the head like illegal fist to the back, right? Like he's not doing that. He's 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 hand fighting hard. He's wrestling through the edge, and he's making life terrible. Does it look fun? No. Would I want to have to go through it? No, of course not. But I don't see anything like actually wrong with it. It's just harder than people are used to. It's like Gilman. It's like the Gilman thing. I would I would say one of the main differ differences is the level of competition. It's like you know what in middle and high school, you have a. I mean, if Gable's wrestling a first year wrestler. It's like, all right, man, you really got to embarrass this. It's a little different. But it's Division One wrestling. There's a, there's a, a level here. And he's, ranked, he's wrestled like four ranked guys already. Yeah. And just because he's doing that to them, I don't know. I'm with Nomad. I don't see the problem with it. He hasn't done anything illegal. Okay, but if you saw a middle schooler doing this to uh, another middle schooler, it was completely outmatched. I See, but again, like, when, when someone would, like, like tech me or like try to clown me like my head was not man that guy sucks my thing was man I suck I need to get better and maybe I maybe that's different and like I never got to that level but like that was always my mentality after the match was like man that sucked I don't have to go through that again I need to get better so that that guy can't punk me it's, it's different it's different than that um, I don't think it's that simple okay um, do you think Buziello knew that Howard was gonna end up at Penn State um, when he decided to switch up his commitment or to go the other way around. No, it had nothing to do, I don't think the two are related at all, other than what we earlier mentioned, which was um, Adam, or, or basically Howard being able to go to Penn State and get more money, I think was aided by Buziello not coming, because Buziello yeah. would have required some money. Yeah, but Buziello didn't, Howard was open. Uh, up to the end, right? He was, it was Iowa, it was Michigan, it was Penn State. He didn't know where he was going. And um, so, no, it wasn't something where Buziello knew Howard was coming because Howard didn't know he was coming. And, and going into the process, uh, or, you know, like, fully into the process, but, like, Penn State would probably not have been number one in, in the Howard home. Penn State would probably not have been number one three months ago. Mm -hmm. But... As things started happening with Teasdale and Busiello, and as he's taking visits, it kind of became number one. Um, so yeah, it did. Busiello on, on Busiello's end had nothing to do with Howard. On Howard's end, it did help that Busiello left. It helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, is there a team outside the top ten that could could contend for a trophy next year? Well. <laughs> I am thinking probably not. Um, what teams are outside the top 10 right now? Well, I have the Brack Astrology pulled up. Um, and we'll start with number 11, which is Princeton. Then we have Missouri, 12th. That would definitely be a contender. Northwestern, Lehigh, Oregon State, Iowa State. Cornell currently 17th. So I would say Cornell definitely could. Princeton potentially. Glory has to really emerge there in Missouri. So I think there's a lot of teams. Uh, Missouri hurt in the immediate short term by Leith going out. Obviously, he was number four going into CKLV, number six coming out of CKLV. We don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to roll out Butler or Mahler. 
Um, Mahler, it's going to be, I'll tell you, it's going to be Brock Mahler. I think it's going to be Mahler, too. But, again, right now, we, we don't have anything. I'm telling with, you. I, I know. What I'm saying is rankings-wise, yeah. looking at their points. Well, he smashed uh, Deegan earlier this year, which is right. something. Um, I, but, well, I think that's part of the point, right? Like, um, uh, yeah, I guess maybe if, if Mahler was scoring real points there for Missouri, they would maybe be in the top ten. Right. Um, but yeah, Cornell's still at 17th. I don't know why they're so far back. With, I guess Chavez not in the mix, um, etc. So okay, that's the, uh, that's that. Those are the teams I think. <laughs> Willie, ask your bud, Coach Snyder, about the mean Mikey Labriola near brawl. If he hadn't flown from Matt's side into the stands like a ninja, that was about to get ugly. This dude, Steve N, is exactly right because that is yes, 100% he was what happened. Clearly there. He was obviously there because Snyder. So we talked about the, the Labriola, after the Labriola-Amin match, there was a skirmish in the bleachers. Superman, Clark Kent, Brian Snyder, running, hops over, because they have those like metal gates, hops over that, hops over, it's like breaking it up immediately. I think it was Chirella, too, on Chirella Michigan side, there, right? Yeah. Oh, he, that's too, it's a wrap. You got Chirella and, and he Snyder. He hopped it as well, and then those two cleared things up quickly. Yeah, they were probably bouncers back in the day. But yeah, this guy saw it. Uh, this guy was clearly there, and it was about to get ugly. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Thank goodness for the coaches being aware there and not letting that get ugly. Just a, just a boys will be boys situation. Any changes in the NCAA champion picks in the post CKLV mayhem? I don't think so because I'm still. I mean, I've been rocking with Gable. Soriano was my pick. Um, I'm not. I'm just as nervous about picking Yanni as I was going into 41. Oh, yes. Schnalty for me. You guys, I think, were already there. Yeah, I was on Schnalty. I was on Schnalty. Y'all were on that Schnalty, not me. But now I am in early December. I don't think it's too late to hop on the mobbing train. Yeah. I still I still think Seth Gross, um, mm -hmm. like, nothing that I see about from Suriano the rest of the year is going to change that I think a fully healthy Seth Gross is too good on top and will be just challenging enough in neutral. So, like, yeah, can Suriano win? Absolutely, freaking Luli. There's no doubt. But, like, that didn't necessarily change. Like, I, I got it. Yeah. knew that. We talk about disrespect a lot on here. I'm not sure there's been a returning NCAA champion more disrespected than Seth Gross. Nope. Just, like, immediately they're like, ah. Before the Dane Fix match was supposed to happen, we had people telling us all the time that Dane was going to major him. That was he was crazy. Do all this ridiculous stuff to him, and uh, and now Soriano is the same way. Like they don't even give him a shot. It's yes, so, yeah, it's, crazy. it's so crazy. Someone I, someone tweeted us and was like, "How are people forgetting like how good Seth Gross was?" I know because at least it when is. at least when I pick Soriano, I like I'm acknowledging like this is pretty insane after yeah. what Seth Gross has done. But, like, yeah, there is some, uh, the, the Dayton fix, the Surion, this, do you guys know how close those matches are going to be? It's going to be, if he, if they beat him, it's going to be really tough. And you pick Suriano giving Gross a more than healthy chance to win. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got, guys, he's lost three times in two years. Once to an All-American, once to the guy in, who lost to in the NCAA Finals, and once to a guy who, the weight up, lost the NCAA Finals. Was a two-time finalist. Yeah. He's got over an 80% bonus rate. He's the best wrestler on top in the country. Yeah, 33 is a meat grinder this year. But Seth Gross is still the guy, unless he's not healthy. Yeah. And that's the question. Okay. 
Tim Gaither, comedian and good wrestling fan. What's up with Joe Smith? Also, in your opinions, uh, how would someone as good as the Brands or John Smith at current ages do against a top five guy of today? One match, four minutes freestyle, could they still win? <clears throat> um, what's up with Joe Smith? I don't know. Good question. If I knew, I'd tell you. Um, I, think he's, I think we'll eventually see him. Maybe we'll see him at Reno. Uh, that would probably, be, that would probably be, make sense for his first run. Yeah, that, unless they roll him out in a dormy, that's... Which I don't, and I don't know if he's going 74 or 65. Yeah, no one knows what way he's going either. And Reno counts as open, yes. right? Because, like, Dayton went there last year. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, we, yeah. I mean, we could see, for Oklahoma State, we could see Joe Smith, could see guys like Whitlake. Um, oh, yeah. So we could see, like, the whole entirety of Oklahoma State. Well, well, yeah, we could, but they very rarely sent. I know, the full but team. John. John kind of hinted in yeah. his interview that maybe they needed some more matches and they'd be making some decisions. Um, so yeah, they always send a group there. Maybe we'll get to see more starters since he wasn't very happy after Wyoming. He was not. He will have no patience. Okay, um, now this is an interesting one because I think about this all the time. How would Tom Brands or John Smith do against a top five guy today? Uh, Pragmatically, I want to say they couldn't do it, but then everything comes back to Alex Marinelli, yeah. Terry Brands. Yeah. It all comes back to that. Uh, watching Terry just mop the floor with Marinelli makes me think that John could still do that, that Tom could still do that. And if that's the case, one time, one good warm-up, Four minutes. Four minutes? I don't know, man. I, th I kind of think they could. I mean, are you telling me that... Terry Brands couldn't beat Joe Cologne, world bronze medalist in a four-minute match. He's not as good as he once was. But he's as good once as he, he ever was. Would Sion have known the singer that one? <clears throat> no. We, I thought about throwing Toby Keith on there, but we didn't. Um, all right, get, what do you think? Oh, jeez. All right. So yes. I was hoping I he just, had the answer ready to go. I just, well, the, the, the body, the bodies. I don't know. that They're old. You we, know? So I yeah I would it, it, that worries me. Okay. Great takes. All right. Um, Casey Kreider, NFL football player. Shout out to him. Big game last yeah, week. He's a fumble. Denver. He's a Denver Bronco, former Iowa Hawkeye. He had a fumble recovery. Huge fumble recovery. Um, and a faithful FRL listener, a fan we don't deserve, Casey Kreider. Who showed me the best time in Austin this offseason? Most unique experience, safest experience. Okay, I would definitely be the safest experience. Safest experience, yes. If you're looking for a walk on the wild side, stranger danger over well, here. Yeah. Willie said, Nick. No, Nick is Nick, Nick would be the most unique experience. Most unique, yeah. and and Nick knows all the um, all the scenes in Austin. He knows all the bars. He, He's he like, dabbles. In hey, a do lot you know of do you know that uh, that SNL uh, character Stefan, mm -hmm. the guy who does like the um, Nick would be like that. He knows all the things, but maybe a less uh, effeminate version of Stefan. Okay, so that's the answer for that one. Um, Casey, you need to come. Come down to come this down summer. to Austin. We'll show you around. Uh, it'll be a great time. Uh, it'll be awesome. I'd love Casey Crater came down. Yeah, Hope you... we see him again in Blaze. All right, let's talk Iowa Lehigh, then we'll bounce. Okay. So, in case you're curious, who the, the ors and the could-be lineup for Iowa, it looks like Spencer Lee, no or, Austin DeSanto, or Paul Glenn, Max Murin, 
Pat Lugo or Carter Happel at 49, Caleb Young, Alex Marinelli, Jeremiah Moody at 174. At 184, Cash Wilkie, Mitch Bowman. Um, so uh, curious, we need someone to snag those Iowa Lehigh weigh-in sheets. All right, we're not gonna have any. Oh, Bader's gonna be there. Yeah, Bader, Bader, if you're listening, please. We need to know what what Steve Bowman Chevy Dodge weighs. Yeah, because we so we know he's certified at 74. We do know that, and we would be able to tell based on the 1.5 percent how close he is, mm-hmm. where he is at his descent. And Although then, I guess at this point. It doesn't matter, like it's gonna be second semester anyway. Well no, maybe Midlands. Ah, yes. Midlands would be crucial to know. Crucial. So we'll be able to do the math. We'll we will know if it's possible by Midlands um, based on the weigh-ins for this duel, which is on Saturday. Saturday. Saturday duel. So how do we feel about the likelihood of DeSanto? Um maybe another situation where I don't. I don't see them needing. I think they, they match up better with Lehigh than they do Iowa State. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Yeah. So, yeah. I think if they don't need them, you don't use them. I don't, I just don't know the state of the shoulder. Is yeah. it something where he's just gonna be dealing with it for the rest of the year? If so, yeah, use him. But if it's something where rest is gonna benefit him, then you rest him. I don't even want to say it, but you know how there's the Corey Clark shoulder Twitter. Uh-oh. Now we're going to get an Austin DeSanto shoulder. <laughs> no, only because you said that. Yeah, no. I know. I, Good I, job. I thought it into it. And they're like... going to ask terrible FRL questions. And then they're going to start, because every troll account is terrible, they start retweeting like Chicago Bears stuff because they don't even know how to be trolls. Yeah. They can't compartmentalize their own personal uh, preferences and, and just go on on the troll thing. It'll be terrible. Also, when do we start asking questions about Scotty Park Park, Mr. Parker? I was told... He had like some big internship or something this summer. Is still like getting yeah. In that's shape. what we were told that he wasn't on the map much this summer. Classic Lehigh. But does that mean internship. he is wrestling this year? I'm sure. Yeah. I think so. Why are you hearing otherwise? I just where are you it's, at? It's 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 very few sports where all Americans just don't go their senior year if they can. Well, yeah. I don't think that's what's happening. I just think he's they're bringing him along. How about this? Um, that Todd Connor guy, big Iowa wrestling fan, he says Nelson's going 157 this weekend at yes. UNI. What do you make of that? Uh, I don't, nothing. I don't okay, know. nothing, just that he's going down. <laughs> I mean, Caleb Young is... Why would he go down, though? It doesn't make any sense. They always wrestle up their redshirt yeah, gear. That's what I'm Evans saying. did, McDonough, well, I say always, but, you know, they frequently You usually do. see it because it's just not, like... Well, so huge deal to cut the weight. It's not yeah. for sure. So what is so Caleb Young is currently ranked number seven. Correct. So what sort of distrust do they have in a top ten guy that they would put I'm out not a saying that there's distrust? I'm just asking why would Nelson go down? Is he on his way down to 49? If he's on his way down <laughs> to 49, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. Maybe he's on his way down to 33. He oh, could no, be. We joked about that with like. Oh yeah. Um, Josh, right. Josh Humphreys, though, is... Yeah, the pride, might, the pride of Parkersburg, right? Well, he's not really from Parkersburg. Yeah, oh, fake Parkersburg? He's, yeah, it's like St. Albans area. Is it kind of like uh, Jared He went to like Hot? three or four different schools. Oh. That's correct. Dang. So it's not even like Jared Hawk, because Jared literally grew up going to our club his whole youth wrestling career. Humphreys yeah. just went to South for one year. Oh, year. okay. Yeah. And he's South, so you don't even like them, right? Correct. Okay. 
But you do like Braxton. Yeah, no, Braxton's great. We could very well get robbed of... I mean, we've already been robbed of Cuddler... Kemmer. Kemmer. <laughs> I could think Kem Dog's name. Cuddler Kemmer. We might not see Ryan Price. Um, Where's he? He already got his hair cut. He wrestled at the journeyman against Rainy. I I don't think he's been on the mat since. And then are we going to get Stole Wood? Hmm. Probably not. Yeah, I bet we don't see Stole. I I wouldn't. uh, Jordan Wood's not the idea. Although (laughs) I think Stole will be able to tie him up pretty well and not get still. It's a leg attacker guy. It'd be tough. Jordan Wood keeps getting larger also. It won't be, yeah, I mean, it won't be a fun match for Stoll. No. I think, uh. Even if he wins, like, it's not a, it's not a, oh yeah, I'm, we got this. I'm going to cruise this one. Okay. All right, well. Jimmy Hoffa? What do you guys think about Jimmy him? Hoffa. Uh, that's what they call Jimmy Hoffman. We call him Jimmy Hoffa. He's back and he wrestles for Lehigh at 149. Can we talk about one thing? Because yeah. we still have two minutes left. Please do. What? Can somebody do something with this? Northwestern ODU match. I would like to watch Ryan Deacon wrestle Larry Early right after Larry Early beat, beats Hayden and Ryan Deacon wins CKLV. They're doing it. We would have it, but they're doing it in some neutral location. Weird, not neutral, some but. weird gym on campus where they don't think they can stream from or something. Mm, what can we do? We, we go there with a, with a old video camera and film it surreptitiously. Okay, other than going there. You don't want to go to Evanston? When is it? Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let's go. Well, Let's how far does that drive? We start driving now. No, man. Get on the road, man. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we get there, we're like, yeah, you don't, you're not allowed to film this, so I don't know why you're here. Then we just drive back. Well, but, if we, but if we did the thing where we like one of us stood on each other's shoulders, we got a really long trench coat, and we put the camera like through the <laughs> middle. Why do we need to get on each other's shoulders? Why can't we just have the <laughs> trench coat? I don't understand where the other person comes in. You uh, watch Inspector Gadget way too much. I was actually thinking uh, Space Jam with the Monstars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Space Jam with the Monstars. Iron Man. Oh, yeah, Iron Man's this weekend. Whoops. Shout out. Shout out to Iron, Iron Man. Man. Shout out to um, Asics. Kyle. Double whammy. Double whammy Boom. with the Iron Man and Asics uh, representation from Kyle Brackett. That's This looks like it was purchased while you were a participant. Accurate. Oh, <laughs> nice. Going back. That's some real memorabilia. Will was this pre or post Johnny DeJulius match? Uh, probably, or, probably post. It was post Tony Ramos for sure. And post Tony post, Ramos. Probably post Johnny DeJulius and Ty Mitch as well. Probably after the tournament was over. Nice. Iron Man is a monster. Willie wrote 5,000 words on it. Uh, we, we did a little bit of the preview. Congrats. And, yeah, this is crazy. Uh, and who's number one on the show yesterday? We spent a lot of time on, is this Blair's best team ever? Blair has 13 guys seated. Hmm. And, like, over half of them are in the top, I think, three of their seated in the top three of their class. I'll say this. Maybe maybe the dual team this year would beat that Mako Perry, Cooperman, Espo year, but... There's no way they have that kind of firepower next level. That's dudes. right. That was the that was the question. Was we're not talking about them going forward. We're talking about in high school. Is this the best Blair team ever? They're trying to break. They're going to try to break the record uh, for points in Ironman this weekend. They're going to try to break the national prep points record, which is like 401 or something. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they might get it. Uh, they very well could. Because also, I think. I'm not sure preps are going to be at their strongest either. Like Wyoming Seminary doesn't have like the gangbuster squad that, that could kind of push them a little bit and knock them down some rungs. So they could just go put like 12 in the finals it's, or something it, stupid. The, the thing with it, high school seems like a little bit like college this year where 
Um, like Sem and, and Bergen are still, or Bergen's two and Sem's three, so like it's still kind of the same as last year, but each, both squads are a little bit less deep, and Blair is as good or better than they were last year, like Penn State's as good as better than they were mm -hmm. last year, so there's, there's a bigger separation. Yeah. So a couple uh, interesting ways. I, Willie picked Anderson over Andonian. I kind of think Andonian's going to win that. I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. I'm excited for that I'm match. I'm very high on Andonian. I, I will am, take him as well. I am as well. I, I was very confused by, I thought I saw in the precedes that Andonian is higher than Abbas, and Abbas kind of smashed him last year. Ironman Iron seeds are always a little strange. I remember they have a weird seeding criteria. They had Chisco over Micah Jordan the one time, it's, so they hit in like a quarter or something silly. Also, Andonian has definitely jumped levels since last year. Absolutely, but I'm saying seeding wise, yeah. right. and, it, and it was a direct head to head at that tournament. That's why I was a little. That's a really good weight. 145. Yeah. Ryan Anderson, Bryce Andonian, Jay Navis, Michael North, Master Giovanni's the five seed. Fidel Mayora. That's crazy. Yeah. It, wow. It's I like deep. Luca Wick, a good young guy. Kale Valencia. Wyatt Henson. I like really 120 good way. a lot. Wow. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen in 120. I see. Uh, I don't. I, I think Mastro's like removed. Who do you see entering that? I, I just don't. I, I love Lucas Bird, uh, but I just don't think uh, so I, yet. It's, it's, I guess it's more of. It's, it's a couple things. It's how Lucas Bird looked at Super 32. It's yeah. um, Ryan Crookham wins Super 32. Doesn't have a, the best Fargo, doesn't wrestle Super 32. Where's he at, like, now as a freshman? Um, this kid, Kaisen Turkina from Hawaii, like, is, is, is his ranking legit? I wonder if that's Shaden, uh, Shaden Turkina wrestled at uh, Iowa State. I'm pretty sure that's who Maybe. Tony Ramos pinned that one year. Uh. And then Joey Cruz. But yeah, anyway, there's check out Willie's preview. It's exhaustive, it's in Also, depth. Ramirez Karchla. Oh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the. That's, that's the, like the match. The match of the tournament. Um, IML. We could see a, a Fargo rematch of 126 between Kolioko and Wickcraft. Fargo final rematch. And then 132, you got Decatur, D'Amelio, Bartlett, each of the top three. I know who I got. And Shane Van Ness, the guy who just won Super 32. Who you got? Who you got that way? Uh, D'Amelio. Me too. Yeah, not Decatur. Iron Man, not his best tournament of the year every hey, year. I said it yesterday on the show. He, he's either gone 545 <laughs> or 454 at Iron Man. His highest placing is fourth. And I just he's really he's literally down the street. Not even down the street, across the street. Across yeah. the street. Zeb how many times does Zeb have to tell you it's across the street? A thousand times. Jeez. <laughs> All these years of Zeb saying it's across the street, you still don't quite know. All right, Iron Man's gonna be awesome. It's 9 11 a.m. here in Austin, Texas. We gotta go. We've got a lot of things to do. None of you are going to Iron Man. Nope. But you are still Iron Men, in my opinion. We've got Ryan Holmes, as you can play that. Feel free to play the outro music. Uh, we're ready to go. We've got Ryan Holmes, Willie Saylor, Oliver, and Zeb on the scene at Iron Man this year. Excited for that. Iowa Lehigh is live. Minnesota Fresno State. Yep. Um, sneaky good duel between North Dakota State, Wyoming. UNI Open, Navy, Maryland. Uh, another Maryland duel with Central Michigan on Sunday. Uh, Indiana, Michigan. You and I open, I think I might have said that. VAC National Holiday Duels and uh, Patriot Open, which is George Mason. Yeah, we, any headway on getting you and I entries yet? No, because I thought we switched that one to Ryan, but I guess came back. To well, yeah, Ryan's no, I'm gone. just asking. Yeah, no. Just a general question. No, we've not. All right, so I Lee Roper, Lee, if you're listening. Lee Roper, I'm going to call you in about five minutes. Okay, I hope he, he's normally listening. Sometimes he texts me during the show. Hopefully, 
answer Nomad's calls because we need help here. Yeah. All right, that's it. Thank you to ASICS. Thank you to you for listening. We'll be back Tuesday. Come heck or high water. Have a great weekend. Watch a lot of wrestling. Spend time with the ones you love. For Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr., Kyle Brackey, I'm Christian Piles. See you next time.